right, it's the 2021 season finale, year-end episode of the So Baseball podcast. We are coming to you on December 31st for your New Year's Eve or New Year's Day listening. Hope everybody's doing great out there. We got Dave, Kevin, and myself today on the line. So kick back and enjoy this conversation. Talk to you later. That's so baseball. Daver. Rossi. What's up? Hey, how you doing, eh? Good. Happy New Year's Eve. Yes, happy New Year's Eve. Great sound quality. Yeah, still good? I don't hear any crackle. I don't hear any pop. Perfect. And I just finished eating my breakfast. You won't hear any chewing either. Beautiful. Hey, Kev. Hey. What's up, buddy? Happy last day of the year. Yeah. You know it. This will be the final So Baseball podcast of 2021. Well, you never know. Something could happen. We get back on the phone. (laughs) That's true. I don't want to speak too soon, but I can say... What if something happens at at the college football playoff games that we have to discuss? Is that happening today? That's how out of it I am, by the way. Two games, football. baby. Oh, so today is the day. When's the first one? Uh, starts at 1230, I believe. Oh, wow. Got or 12. 12 or okay. 1230. This is good. This is good. This is perfect I'm seeing 1230, and that's exciting because I have literally nothing to do today. You do it's now. It's a great day for two long-ass college football games. This is great. Bring it on. So and, before and we there... get started, our dad, who yeah. is not able to appear today... Uh, he had a prior engagement. He sent in his picks. Um, oh. He sent his picks in. He said Michigan and Alabama are his two picks. So um, he's going with the the favorites. Very good. That's a good. Uh, Do you guys have picks? Um, who's playing? <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's uh, Alabama Cincinnati. versus Cincinnati. Yeah. And, and Georgia Michigan. versus Michigan. Right. And then, is this the Reds? Is this any Reds? Or this uh... the Bearcats. Oh, wow. I see. I'm so out of it on college football. I knew the other three teams, but I, I didn't I didn't know Cincinnati had made the cut. I guess uh I guess there's yeah, other schools they, that they have all the money. In. Yeah, because they don't have a lot of money, right? I mean they, I don't think they're they a smallish school, I think. Yeah. I mean they're not like a football powerhouse if they beat alabama would that be like some kind of like epic uh you know david and goliath i would think so well i just want to point out that there is a player on cincinnati named kobe bryant really today he will be wearing the number eight in honor of kobe bryant that is legendary that's cool enough to root for them yeah, I mean, rooting for them and, and thinking they'll win are two different things. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. I mean, you you can't – I mean, it's hard to bet against a, a yeah. Nick Saban-led Alabama team at this time of year. You know? Yeah, I'm, 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 the, I'm on the fence, too, about the Georgia-Michigan game because, you know, Harbaugh, he was the uh, coach of the 49ers, and uh, he he's taken a lot of flack as a coach of Michigan um, and – you know, up until I guess this season, because now he's in the playoffs. Right. I don't think he's been in the playoff before with Michigan. Um, so, but Georgia has been there a lot, right? I mean, they've they're a, a mainstay. So it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll go last. If you guys, do you have picks, uh, Dave? Yeah, I guess I guess I'm going to go with uh, um, Cincinnati and Michigan. Oh, wow. Is that crazy? Yeah, it could be. Well, I mean, um, it's underdog, you know, hopeful, I think. What's the spread? I'm going to go with Cincinnati and Georgia. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cincinnati are undefeated. Okay. They're 13 and 0. That, to me, says they've never lost. So. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, I like Cincinnati and Georgia. Georgia did lose their last game though. They're on a one game losing streak. And they lost, they lost to Alabama. 
No. Oh. They yes, they lost to Alabama um last month. Yeah. Or earlier this month. So For the, yeah. Um so that was the SEC championship game, right? So yeah. Um and Alabama's ranked number one, Cincinnati's ranked number four. And um yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm well, gonna go talk about well let me pick my, my can I make my picks? And then I'm gonna talk. Oh, what? <laughs> you're supposed to be the funny guy. No. Um, <laughs> wow. Ross is supposed to be the Prepare rule, for it. The rule keeper. Um, keeps us all in line. Thank you, Ross, for doing that. You're very good at that. Um, so I'm going to go. Uh, I, 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 th- I think I'm going to stick with your, your dad. I'm going to go Alabama and Michigan. Okay. And I, th- I think. I think that would be the classic matchup for the for the final. Although Alabama Georgia would then of course be you know uh, yeah we don't want a rematch come yeah, on yeah and, and and haven't we seen that final before I think they I know it's boring no yeah. we want either Michigan or Cincinnati in it I, I think having a Jim Harbaugh involved in uh, in some ways will always give you something look at it we've discussed this previously the other Harbaugh. You know who's he like trying to be Ron Rivera, like gambling Ron with the going for the two points for the win, two weeks in a row and not oh getting it. So stupid. Yeah, but we'll get to NFL eventually. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, so I'll go with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, stick with your dad. I'm gonna go Alabama. I do hope Cincinnati plays well, and I, it'd be nice if they won. It'd be kind of a uh, something refreshing. But yeah. I think ultimately, uh, thinking to the next game. I'd like to see Alabama versus Michigan. So I'm going to go with those two. Okay. Well, well good. Moving well, that's right super along. interesting. And the only thing I was going to say, and then move it right along, Rossi, is I want to look at this real fast from a network executive's perspective, Ooh. if I can. Of okay. course. What do they want? They want Alabama, Michigan. That's the, that's the dream. Yes. You know, uh, ratings getter. Yeah. Scenario. So let's not be the least bit surprised if that happens because we all know that they wield power around here. Oh, here we go. Paola. Paola. The dream for them. It, and you know what? You know, they do not want Georgia Cincinnati. That's no. A, that's the nightmare. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're just trying to get it. You're picking that because you don't like network executives. Right. Ross is, is – he's always had a thing about authority figures. Yeah. I'm tired to of seeing Alabama in there. To quote David Letterman, they're weasels. <laughs> they are. <laughs> All right. So pressing on from college football, um, I thought we would just take a quick moment as we get started here to pour one out for those we've lost along the way, even in this last week. Mm. Um, Joan Didion left us earlier in the week. Um, just one of the all-time authors article authors journalists just one of the absolute best a great Um, voice yeah john madden speaking of great voices john madden uh legendary football coach and announcer just explained the game and got the spirit communicated the spirit of the game to so many people of our generation who maybe didn't ever even play the john madden video game but just john madden to us was like if if whichever game you were going to watch on a sunday it was going to be the john madden game because you knew it was going to be hilarious and the turduckins and the you know all the funny phrases yeah and finally just uh just in the last half hour i got the terrible news that betty Betty white has left us oh no uh, at at, uh, 99 years old so uh, she was one of the all-time greats uh, one of the golden girls and so much more. So RIP yeah. Betty White. Um, so yeah, weigh in on uh, whichever of those you guys wanted to. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, I was fortunate enough to have some firsthand experience with John Madden because he uh, owned a stage that he had built to here in the San Francisco Bay area film st- studio, um, which I know Ross, you, you worked at as well. Um, and I got to meet him a few times out there and he had built a stage because, you know, he didn't like flying. So all those ACE commercials, all the other stuff he could shoot, you know, locally, I didn't work on any of his commercials, but uh, he would be around 
um, the studio and I worked with his son and, and um, just really, really nice people. And, and uh, it really, really hit, hit home. And then just in terms of, you know, he's a connection to so much of our sporting past and that sporting past includes other people that we have lost along the way as well. You know, that we had these experiences with watching football games that John Madden was announcing, even going back to games he, he coached uh, the, the Raiders Super Bowl um, win is one of the, it's one of the first Super Bowls Super... I remember. Yeah, me too. It's up there. Uh, it's, I remember some of the Steelers ones before that one too, but, but that one, because it was the Raiders and I was here in the Bay area, it was, it was a big yeah. deal. So, um, so anyway, yeah, very, very sad. And, and it was, it was sudden and I didn't get a chance to watch the special they did on John Madden on Christmas day. I, I think they're going to put on Hulu in the coming days, but, um, or somewhere, um, uh, maybe on the Fox thing, but, um, just, you know, really sad. And he's a, he was a local guy. He, he was from Daly city, went to San Luis Obispo, played football there. Um, Is and then, right? uh, then he coached, he ended up in, you know, uh, becoming the, Raiders head coach uh, as a very young man. Um, yeah, thirty-two years old or something. Thirty-two. Yeah, he had he was. Uh, I think started out as a defensive line coach for them, or some sort of linebacker coach, somewhere like that. And um, you know, a now Davis protege, you know, could see that he was someone who could do it and win. And boy, did he ever! You know, yeah. what a what a great, you know, great life on so many levels. I mean, you want to talk about you know, the, the, like you said, the video game alone is, is, is a huge impact that everyone knows. And, you know, and, and then just his announcing his coaching um, also the all Madden team, uh, which is mm -hmm. really special. And I, I'm very lucky because I was doing some jobs there at the stage and, and in 2001, and I got, a, I have actually my own all Madden official 2001 jersey or i mean the sweatshirt the ones that they give to all the players so um that's pretty pretty cool yeah. little memento for me personally but just a great person and he was when a lot of people don't realize also he became quite a real estate mogul in that in the pleasanton livermore uh san ramon area he owned a lot of in dublin he owned a lot of property out there so uh just just successful on everything he touched so uh, and and when i met him true gentleman you know so nice. That's, uh, well, that's a nice um, tribute. He, that's very you nice. know, he gave a lot to a lot of people, as did our other two um, mentionees, yes. uh, Betty White and, and Didion. So, uh, you know, pour one out for our heroes this New Year's Eve and uh, hoping for uh, better times ahead. So um, moving on, uh, I know that our boy Dave dipped a toe into uh, sticks on ice last night. Um, tell us about your oh, yeah. Kings game you went to. Oh yeah. Um, it was fantastic. We went, went over to the old crypto.com arena. <laughs> and is, is that the Staples? Uh, it used to be called Staples, okay. but not anymore. It's all about crypto now. And wow. actually they make, they don't accept uh, credit cards that you, when you get there, you have to, <laughs> basically buy a bunch of cryptocurrency get the fuck like, out of like, here kind of like you know tokens or whatever like mickey then, mouse dollars like mickey mouse dollars and uh and then you can you know go and oh the i want a large diet coke that's going to be you know 70 crypto coins or whatever are you and, kidding and, me i'm i am kidding that's completely made up <laughs> ah, i just okay. thought that was funny <laughs> you had me um, going had me going but They've rebranded it. It's crypto.com everywhere. Uh, other than that, very similar to what you'd expect at a, at a LA Kings hockey game. A lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, and they ended up winning in the shootout. So we got extra oh, hockey. We won the game. Me and Breddy, my daughter, we were there. We were high-fiving, hugging, laughing. It was a great night out. And, uh, you know, the NHL is, is, is back. I don't know if it left back very good That's hockey great. is a great a sport time. great spectator sport and i'm glad it, you had that experience it's definitely um, yeah, the energy at a, at a hockey game is is a is a special thing if if you get a good crowd you know 
a yeah, knowledgeable the crowd, crowd was good. I mean, walk us through the shootout. Did the Kings yeah. make all three? Did the did the other team? Did it go beyond the first three shots? How did it, it go? Went beyond the first three. So basically, Kings scored the first one, and then um, the the Canucks missed their two, and then the Kings missed their two. So it was down to the last one. The Canucks needed to make it. They did make it. Uh-huh. They did it one? So then it goes into the fourth round. Um, no one scores. And then on the fifth round, we score, and then they go back. Quick stops it. Game over. Nice. Everyone's excited. It was a great time. Love that. Um, and yeah, do, do they do the lights thing there? Lights go down and spotlight and all that kind of stuff. You know, they, they didn't do that, actually. Oh, okay. um, they didn't. They had a really fun kind of holiday-themed laser show oh, prior ooh. to the start of the game. You know, kind of those little – um, you know, lights everywhere. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. But, uh, you know, it's the entertainment value, I'd say, is pretty much there. I, I worry that it's trying to be cool, and it, it really isn't, like, cool. You know? Right. But it's not supposed to be. It's, you know, it's it's hockey. It's, you know, it's a blue-collar experience. Um, <laughs> and in the City of Angels. In the City of Angels. Even in the City of Angels. You know, you got – people wearing their hockey sweaters out there you know it's right it's a very well hockey crowd i mean the kings the kings in general have sort of fallen from their glory glamorous glory days from wayne gretzky times and everything so i imagine it's gone back to to a bit of more the the hockey diehards in in the king's fandom you know, uh, they've they've embraced the new team. It's all about uh, Kopitar right now. Kopitar is big. Uh, he's you know he's kind of the new superstar of the team, and and really very good. He's a great player. I mean, you know, he's earned that. But you'll see a lot of Kopitar sweaters out there. Um, and then they've got Drew Doty, perhaps right, um, who's kind of a you know a bit of a long termer. Um, and he, he's great defenseman. Um, and, and then of course, quick, you know, behind the, I know still doing it. It I mean, does he date back? Does he date back to their 2014, uh, Stanley cup final win? Yeah, Yeah, he does. All right. So part of that squad. Okay. So, you know, there's still some connection to the title winning team from yes. seven years ago. So, okay. Keep the culture going. I'm going to try and get to a Kings game um, in 2022. I think you definitely should. It's really fun. And uh, um, if you do go, let me know. I might, I might decide to join you. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, good luck to the Kings and all the other NHL teams. We wish I- you uh the worst of luck. We want the Kings to win and we nobody want the else. Kings to win. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I still, I, I love the Rangers too. Did, he was did also you... part of the 2010-2011 uh Oh, was he? Team. He goes yeah. back that far? Oh, good yeah. Did you guys play forever. Did you guys happen to see, I think it was a Meyer League team, the two players who crashed through the wall and ended up in a pit of icy water? Oh, God. Because... Wait, so, so picture this, you've got the rink, right? And you've got like the wall and these two players crashed into the boards <laughs> and the board gave way and they ended up in this pit that's used for scooping off all the yes. ice things. <laughs> I'm watching this right now. And they couldn't oh. get them out right away because they were now soaked in freezing water. And they were trying to figure. Right. They it's finally the pulled them out. Like cleans itself off or something. Yeah, like push all the stuff, to, all the slop that gets pushed off. It's like the pigsty or something. I don't know. And <laughs> I, it was the most craziest. They're video. like down in a fucking ice pit. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> like it's like it's like the ice thing in the in the locker room. This is room. good. There needs it's, to be a John Boy breakdown for this. I, yeah, I'm and, sure. They, I'm sure he's gonna cover it. Anyway, if, if Dave, you get a chance to see it, take a look. I mean, it's. It is, um, uh, you know, it's it's a side note of hockey, but it was like no one had. I don't think that ever happened before, and no one thought of that. You know, it's like we've seen other mishaps. You know, people crashing into the tarp and baseball games and that kind of thing, or other other. Or Vince Coleman, the very famous incident where he 
got his ankle stuck in the in the uh, the pop up tarp at right. Bush Stadium that cost him time in the playoffs, I think. But um, yeah, that was just a weird one. Fortunately, no one got hurt. It was, and they didn't get hypothermia. They could have. Um, uh, they got him out in enough time, but it wasn't quick. It wasn't like they just jumped out because they were like fully dressed, now soaked with skates on. They like, just played on, I'm sure. They don't. Yeah, care. they just put the board the board back and left them back there and gave them some <laughs> some vodka or something to you know keep them going. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that as a, as a complete that's random, good and random side note, to our listeners. If you want to find it, just Google like hockey players crash through boards, and it's the it's the most recent thing. There's a ton of videos of it. Um. So I wanted to give another shout out to WineInsiders.com. Um, as you know, they sponsored us for the latter half of this year. Um, I ordered, I just ordered a ton of more wine from them on my own dollar. They were giving like such an amazing discount on Christmas day, $8.99 for every bottle on the site. So it was outrageous. And they're still How giving. How is that possible? I have no idea. So I've got, I'm sitting here in my apartment by myself with literally 12 bottles of wine. And I'm, I'm drinking a bottle of wine that is a rosé, a French rosé. And I realized, as Kevin, Kevin's constantly joking about rosé, um, and as someone with uh, it, Italian dispositions, Italians don't really do rosé. Um, is that the origin of your sort of scoffing at rosé? Is that? No, I, it, it's, uh, I guess it's the scoffing at anything kind of hybrid. You know, it's, it's a, you know, you, I'm a very kind of like, okay, you're either this or you're either that kind of thing. You start mixing stuff. Um, It's not a mix. It's (laughs) it's not like they put a little red wine in with the white wine. It's that's what it tastes like to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not dude. It's not a suicide from the Dr. Pepper machine. Yeah. It's not like an Irish car bomb or something, but yeah. um, So anyway, uh, um, they don't currently sponsor the program, but um, but they are offering, and our, and our promo code still works. So baseball, so you can still get forty percent off your order with our promo code. So baseball, but at times there's even better deals on the site. So don't even feel obligated to use our promo code if they're like, you're already getting a better discount than forty percent. So um, just head on over. You know they might sponsor us again in the new year. I know our girl Kristen is up in Vancouver right now, just having the time of her life. Uh, you know, taking prop planes over, over uh, ski runs, and uh, she's you know she's uh, she's up in a winter wonderland up there in Vancouver. But when she gets back, we'll we'll press her for another sponsorship. And Kevin, I promise you, this time you will get all red wine. No, that's rose. okay. No, I, I mean, I, you know, I I I, I I'm not. Believe me, if someone likes rosé, that's great. I'm just and it, it's. Kind I'm of drinking rosé as we speak. Okay, because the fun it's a, it's a fun thing. You know, just the name alone is is fun with the accent and everything. What is is this like the '80s with like real men don't eat quiche? Are you afraid it's like it's not manly to drink rosé? Is this what is this what's going on? Basically, Bartles and James. You know, um, right there. <laughs> uh, just. You know, just you know, there's well, you things. can you can stop right there because one of the most manly people in the world, John Bon Jovi, his own rose line. It's called wow. Hampton Water. I don't know if it's available on WineInsiders.com. It's not very good, and but I'm thinking machismo, Bon Jovi. That guy's not going to put his name on I, 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 anything I, I, less than a masculine product. Back in the 80s, Bon Jovi was never close to masculine for me. So, I mean, <laughs> his more, like, of a, more of a Sebastian Bach fan. His uh, like, his, like frosted tips and stuff heavier. were not yeah. exactly uh, the most uh, powerful. Yeah, I was I was more into the, you know, uh, Metallica, uh, oh, Exodus, uh, Slayer kind of stuff, a little bit more uh, heavy and less less fancy on stage let's put it that way well, Lars Ulrich probably owns like a nougat factory or something so no, they, they, no no they have they have a whiskey of course oh they have oh, a whiskey okay. yeah nice. uh, that is more manly like everybody okay. else Bob Dylan has so, a whiskey sorry Bon Jovi you're a pussy yeah all right so um speaking of bottles I 
I have a little interlude here before we get on to our other sports topics. Do we have other um, topics? Uh, this is just a, like an, an in, almost like an interlude. Um, yeah. In in old cowboy movies, westerns, when the guy comes into the saloon and he, you know, he's been out in the, you know, on a long cattle drive or ride, and he says, "Hey, give me whiskey," and then the bartender pours him the whiskey, and he says, "Leave the bottle." And the bartender just dutifully like leaves the entire bottle of whiskey on the bar. Now, is he obligated then to, does he like just pay for what he drinks? Does it get, does the bartender just charge him for the entire bottle? Because it feels like he should charge him for the entire bottle right then and there, because like inevitably a huge dust up is going to occur. People are going to be smashing those bottles over their heads and the bar is going to be out the, you know, $2 and 50 cents for the, for the whiskey. So what is the bartender thinking when the guy says, leave the bottle? I think that one, he, he um, is that is now obligated to pay for the entire bottle mm -hmm. at a, at a per shot rate because you know, that's not fair otherwise. Um, but also I think he only agrees to that if he's scared of the person. Ah. Because otherwise he would be like, I'm not leaving the bottle. Fuck, you know, get out of here, man. But because that guy is so scary, he's like, all right, I'm mm -hmm. just, I'm going to leave it. I'm I think you've, I think guy. you've nailed it. That's, I, I, that sounds so, that rings true to me. I think, I think also what you're saying is that this is the original bottle service. <laughs> That's right. That's with, exactly I mean, right. so now we know that it predates a lot of other things that people assumed were the genesis of bottle service. Um, right. So, well yeah, said. a lot of yes. people. The original bottle service. This is the original before, bottle service, or, yeah. and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I think. I thought it was that you pay by the shot. So like you, yeah. you're not you're not buying the bottle and taking it with you. It's like they're they're keeping track. Leave it with me because I'm going to be done with this one really fast, and I'm going to need another and another and another. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, now my local bar, they have um, they do a service where you get a bottle. And then they put your name on it and they tuck it up in that little corner and then you come back and your bottle's still oh, there. Oh, that's kind of fun. Now, I've often wondered about that. So yeah. are you sure that nobody drinks it while you're away? I've talked to the owner. He does water <laughs> it down a little bit here and there. So, um, I mean, I had my own experience of that, you know, coming back from a concert in New Year's Eve, 1983. And me and my buddy just, you know, D-O-Y-N-T and docking was not enough. We had to extend the night. And I decided to, you know, borrow one of my dad's bottles of brandy um, that was in one of those fancy mm -hmm. Christmas time boxes. So I saved the box, put that aside, took the brandy out. I have never, ever drank brandy ever again. I'll tell you, <laughs> because the amount I drank was so bad that I, when I went to work, I had to work New Year's Day um, at the comic book store, and uh, I got sick on a Wolverine poster. So, oh, God. No. And it was a hand-drawn Wolverine poster. Dude, so of like, all the places so, to be sick, why yeah. on a hand-drawn poster? Yeah, my friend, he had to do his newspaper route, just to give you an idea of how old we were. Uh, and uh, he burned some people's lawns. Let's just put that away. <laughs> oh, no. Holy cow. Yeah. That's so, not easy to do. No. So, you know, uh, but, but what I was able to do to get back to the story is I had a friend who worked somewhere at a bookstore. I was able to get the exact bottle, re-put it back into the new bottle, into the box, put it back in my dad's little secret cubby downstairs, and they never knew. Now, of nice. course, they, if they listen to the podcast, they might find out my dad's passed on. But um, anyway, it was a, it was it was a very memorable night, uh, to say the least. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there's an old, you know, back in the old days, parents would, you know, draw a line on the bottle, mm -hmm. right? Know where it was yeah. going to go. That was a big tactic, and that's where you come in with the watering down. E of the, e yeah, you know, <laughs> let's put in some water in the vodka, yeah. or yeah. I don't know what you'd put in brandy, maybe some water. iced tea or something. Maybe I'll tell you one thing: don't put the brandy into a, a teenager. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. No, that was no, that was that was well, a lesson um, learned. A lesson, uh, yeah. 
anyway. Our, our frequent co-host, Sasha, first told me about this practice. His father, um, you know, Sasha grew up in Singapore and his, his father was in the hotel, in the hotel business. And um, he said his father would belong to these private clubs where you had your special cognac or Armagnac mm. under lock and key in a special cubby for when you came in. So I was like, wow, that's, I mean, it's locked up. So obviously uh, it, it's safe from uh, any watering down. But um, Kev, I would check in with your local bar and make sure that uh, you're still getting what you're paying I, for. I, I have never purchased a bottle. I've, participated in other people's bottles because they're like hey some. and i was like okay um yeah well what i really like and i've never been offered this but you know when you've got your own cup or mug you know at a place and it's like on right. the shelf that's really a sign of of being a, of a a regular you know when yeah, the mug... little, yeah the 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 root the 101 on on van s that bar they had that if you remember, you guys remember that bar? Yeah, of course. Um, oh, that'd be cool to have. Yeah, that's a... Oof. The yeah, problem with something like that, that is club. it doesn't scale. You know, you can only keep so many mugs on hand. And also, right. do you really want the dust? No. To, to be in the club, I'll, <laughs> I'll eat the dust. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I think well, we've that was a good bottles interlude. enough. Thank you, um, um, especially on New Year's Eve. That was very good there, Ross. I appreciate that. So Yeah, good, good so, aside. Um, Major League Baseball has released its various schedules for next season. Um, so everybody should um, browse to their favorite team and jump out and see, you know, if this labor, um, labor crisis is averted and we get a full 162-game schedule, then... You can now go take a look at where and who your team will be playing throughout the months of April through September. I mean, the season starting March 31st and going through October 2nd. So it's a six-month season that spans across eight calendar months. I am looking at the Yankees schedule and, and trying to decide when I'm going to go to New York. And I see that we've got a nice series in late May against... Baltimore, the White Sox come to town uh, at Yankee Stadium in in mid May. I could I could hold off until mid June, and the 14th, 15th, 16th, the Rays come to town. Ooh. So there's a lot of good options here. And the in speaking of interleague play, the re recently uh, bolstered Cubbies will be coming to the Bronx June 10th through 12th. That's a weekend. So. Uh, you can see Detroit, June th three, four, and five. Detroit's making a signing push this year, so uh, Detroit are not going to be the pushovers they once were. So uh, take a look, all you uh, baseball nuts out there, are, take a look at your your team schedule and um, and let us know uh, what you think the highlights are for your team's twenty twenty two season. I was going to make a suggestion to you, Ross, as well. If you're thinking of New York Yankees, look at the Mets schedule too, because you can overlay you double know. dip. Yeah, that's that's always when I go to New York. You're right. I like, you're I like right. to see the um, see both. You're right. I want to see that's Scherzer fun. and Cole on the same trip. You want to see Buck Showalter? I think is what you're. Hell really yeah! I love. We've talked about Showalter already on this pod. Yeah, we're uh, we're big fans. All uh, right. So anyhow, um, and in other non-MLB news, I know you guys live for my Lee Dome updates. So we are now into the middle phase of the Lee Dome calendar. That is the round robin. So two, two of the six teams have been eliminated and four teams are carrying on um, and they're still playing uh, each other on a nightly basis through January 17th with the occasional night off. But as we stand so far, Gigantes are still in first place at three and one. Estrellas and Tigres are tied uh, one game out and the uh, seemingly foundering uh, Aguilas de Cibao are down at one and three, the rivals of the, of Lisey, uh, this, the kind of Red Sox Yankees rivalry of Lee Dome. Lisey is two and two. Aguilas are one and three, but there's still a lot of baseball to be played. And uh, I know um, there's a lot of MLB stars still 
you know, participating. Uh, Ramon Laureano had a, an incredible game in the field the other night for Lise. He made some great catches in center field. And I, I tweeted something. I was just like, I tweeted a video of it. And like, like a lot of people retweeted it. And all of a sudden I'm getting all these responses that I had to sort of use Google Translate. Uh, I accidentally waded into Dominican baseball Twitter. And uh, I think a lot of the responses were positive. No one really told me to, to get lost. But uh, so I'm out there. Um, if you really want to start following, here's how. Get the iPhone app, Pelota Invernal, uh, which means winter, winter ball. And that will give you your schedules, your standings, your play-by-plays, your box, box scores. And if you have MLB TV, you can watch these games every night on your Apple TV, your phone, your iPad, your laptop, anywhere that you've been watching baseball all season. These games are free and they're really fun. The announcers are hilarious. The commercials are a blast. Um, so I, I urge you, get into Lee Dome in the next two weeks while other sports are kind of falling by the wayside. The end. Wow, that's pretty exciting. Very good. That was a- <laughs> You've got my attention. I'm ready to, to get into some Lee Dome. I will take one slight issue with the other sports falling by the wayside thing. But you know what? That, forget that. Because Lee Dome is where it's at, and I'm ready to get excited. Thank about you, it. thank you. I'm going to keep pushing and, this until people and, get on and, board. And by the way, they're hiring at the flea market for people to sell the Dyson slicers. So I think you should really <laughs> get out there with that little microphone around your neck. All right, you chuckleheads. Why don't you tell me what's going on in the NFL? Because that's what everybody's been waiting for. Well, before we do, and I'll I'll talk to I'll talk NFL. I'd like to to make a, a correction, if I could, a self correction. Please. Um, several weeks ago, or could be months now, um, <laughs> I was talking about how, um, you know, certain holidays, certain sports, you know, or vice oh, right. versa, like, you know, that thing. And then, sure enough, Christmas Day rolls around. And not only are there five NBA games on, which, I, you know, NBA on Christmas Day, that's what we're all about. There's also two NFL games. Mm. And they were, they were pretty good games. And so my whole theory melted down before my very eyes no sport owns anything there's no loyalty anymore so i'm just gonna say i was wrong and it's a it's the wild west and anybody can do anything anymore because um there's no traditions so i i just wanted to put that out there because i made a big stink about it and i was wrong yeah but part part just to come to your defense against yourself okay um it was because Christmas fell on a Saturday. Right. The, if Christmas was during the week, it's all NBA. Um, it's, uh, you know, so right. the N- NFL yeah, was trying was to capitalize. Yeah, Wednesday or something. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they would have tried that. Because the NFL does that Saturday there. game once college football uh, dissipates. They go, they start to do their little. They start to right. creep in yeah. on the rest of the weekend. Yeah. I know. And now, There's a game every well, night. Let's just face it. Well, thanks to COVID, there was that one week. It was like, it was yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> Monday. It was crazy. So. Uh, um, so what happened that. in the world of football? I think we're, we're are we in <sighs> week 16 or week 17? What, week what 17. Coming up. Um, yeah, this is a big week. Um, the NFC playoffs are almost entirely set. Um, are they? There's, there's very, a lot of teams have clinched in the NFC. The AFC, uh, it's way more un- uncertain, in my opinion. Um, the Chargers, who were on track for um, pretty much a, a lock of a playoff spot, it is no longer a lock. They need help now. They need Baltimore, who I hate anyway, to lose, and they need to win both their games. So that's uh, kind of disappointing. But, you know, with all this COVID stuff, you know, they were down a few players. They lost to Houston, and uh, it was unfortunate. How are the Niners doing? Uh, they were doing great until they played their last game. Oh, Actually, they were doing great until they played the second half of their last game. <laughs> uh, oh. And there's some talk. I haven't checked today, but there's some talk that Jimmy G might not be available for some thumb issue. But oh yeah, I'm not saw sure that. If that actually might be a good thing. 
It could be. It could be a. Uh, we're, we are playing the Texans, but didn't you guys? Someone played the Texans. Yeah, we just lost to the Texans. Yeah, exactly. And that's again, welcome to the NFL. Um, you know, it's like anything can happen anytime. Uh, but yeah, the 49ers, they, I think, are still in control if they win out. Uh, I, I, but there's all these weird things, tiebreakers and stuff. So, um, you yeah. know, they well, currently have the same the record spots. as the Eagles, but they beat yeah. the Eagles, you know. And, and like you said, the top five are set for the NFC. I mean, you've got division locks and you've got the Rams and the Cardinals uh, fighting for the division still. But they're both in the playoffs. So. Right. right. Um, and um, my beloved recently adopted Dolphins won another game. So now they're on a seven game winning streak. First and, ever. And they are fighting for their playoff lives. They're eight and seven. And they have to go play Tennessee this week. And Tennessee are a first place team. They're 10 and five. So. Yeah. Keep an eye on my Dolphins. My my friend back from Brooklyn, Mo, who is a, a good friend from the na- back in the neighborhood. Uh, he's been a lifelong Dolphins fan. And, uh, you know, I mean, who doesn't like the Dolphins? Come on. You know, yeah. they're only the only undefeated team in the history of the NFL. Right. That's yeah, right. Coming up on 50th anniversary. Imagine that. Um, so I'm jumping on the Miami Dolphins bandwagon. I might not watch the game, but I will check the score. And then I will send out some tweets and some texts. First, first team ever to have a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak in the same season. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. That, yeah, that's, it that. sounds like my, my sophomore and junior years of college. In what sport? <laughs> Dating or. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Let's, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Um, so puberty, yeah. <laughs> but well, what what other games we got out there, Dave? I think there's a couple of uh, uh, maybe not impactful games, but interesting games. Yeah, I mean, I think that for me, just watching the AFC in general right now is kind of the is kind of the hot spot, you know. Yeah. Um. Everybody is kind of anybody who wants to make the playoffs needs to win out the next two. And if you lose this week, you're probably done for because there's just too many combinations that, you know, um, that could fuck you up. Yeah. So that's kind of my viewing plan for Sunday is just to keep an eye on, you know, all the different, you know, things happening in the AFC, uh, you know, Raiders Colts. Yes. Both of those teams will be, uh, really look into it for a win that one uh the Bengals Chiefs will be a good one um although the Chiefs are already in uh they're probably going for the you know looking for the buy and of course the Bengals need need to win um those are two biggies Broncos Chargers I mean personal Christ very used to be a classic rivalry Jesus we need this one I mean we need it the really um, the cra- the crazy game I think which will have a lot of attention on it is the Rams Ravens. Yeah, um, because the Ravens, like you said, ha- have a lot of impact on what happens in the AFC, and the Rams they've got their own thing going on where they're starting right. to kind of click. Um, but yeah, I that- mean they want to put up big numbers on on Baltimore and and you know start to get hot. Lamar yeah. Jackson may not be playing, which is good news for us Charger fans. Um, right. Yeah. And, he has, he's and been out for a bit. For you historical fans of the game, uh, this looks like it could be Ben Roethlisberger's final game mm-hmm. at, at Heinz Field because God. he's going to retire after this season and there's no chance they have a home playoff game. Get that loser out of the league. He's been around too long. Whoa. <laughs> well, Whoa. I'm no fan of him either, but. Uh, you know, it's still kind of a milestone. I'm of. not going to make any allegations that I can't back up on this uh, podcast, but I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan either. Um, and I know what you're talking about and I'm not a fan, but it's a Monday night game. Brown Steelers. Browns would like to take that one. If not, they're clearly out of it. They might be sort of out of it anyway. There, but There's still a chance that they can there's still get a that slight last. Chance. Yeah. And they're, they're, uh, they're, it's definitely a bottom feeders game. Um, yeah. 
it's I mean Steelers are seven seven one, and Browns are seven eight. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna take a lot of lot of help. Cincinnati, yeah, and it's gonna take a lot of losing by other apart. AFC teams. Like yeah, or Ravens losing, you know, Chargers yeah. losing that kind of stuff. So Raiders. But losing. that's why it'll be fun, you know, Tuesday morning or or you know uh, maybe even Monday morning to see kind of where the playoff picture is at. And then yeah, there's another, there's another week after this. Is that yes, what I'm understanding? So they've more. completely changed the setup of football and added a week 18. Correct. They added an extra game this year. First, They time. didn't add an extra buy, which would have been the humane thing to they've do. They've done that right. in the past. There were, there was, I, I, if I recall, Dave, there was a season where they had two buy uh, weeks. God forbid uh, these players have a chance to rest up from injury, it, it, visit with their families you know just not get hurt yeah i mean uh the so the other interesting one too i think is they're both playing dog teams but see what they do are the bills and the patriots because now they're yeah. fighting for that they're tied but the bills i think have the advantage um and, right uh so that will be uh yeah that'll be interesting that'll be a fun who but, you know if, but if I, I'm hoping wins, they'll they'll take the division to take to take Ross's side of the world. I'm hoping somehow the Falcons beat the Bills and somehow the Jaguars beat the Patriots and the Dolphins win and then they're all tied for first. No, yes, that would be there great. we go. That would be so great. because I'm that would be the okay NFL of getting this in. season, right? This would that would be. If Miami doesn't make it, I'm okay with Buffalo getting in. I, I don't want the Patriots uh, for obvious reasons. Well, they're probably going to make it. They're probably going to make it. They're, God damn it! Their their record's good enough. Yeah, um, they're. I think they both will make. It. I think the Patriots and yeah. Bills will both. I make think the playoffs, but. this week a lot gets decided, and then on the final week, there's probably one or two spots left um, where a couple of teams are just fighting for those. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. final two spots. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy fun. though. They're all in the middle. I mean, now we got an NFC. We've got uh, one, two, three. Or five five teams that are either eight and seven or seven and eight. Yeah, that's pretty and, crazy. And in the pretty AFC, crazy. you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> you got six that are either eight and seven or seven and eight, and one that's seven and seven one. The Steelers. So it's just it. it, it I mean, it's not even like. They're good. They're just good enough to be in the middle. I heard one one announcer saying, um, uh, you know, in the NFC, it's like, do we really have to have a top seven? There's only really top five and then the rest. Um, and that's where the 49ers fall into the rest. So, uh, but they're, they're ahead of the, they're, they're in, in, in first of the rest. So we'll see what happens. But um, they're number six. But they can easily well, become excited. number seven and number eight. I'm excited so. because yeah, it's all be... happening Sunday because, of course, yeah. no games is... tomorrow. No Saturday games. Nope. No, no games tomorrow. Interesting. Okay, so New Year's Day is a college football day and nobody's going to mess with it. Um, yeah, they're going to get Pour one out moment. for uh, UCLA ball. football and yeah. basketball. UCLA what happened to UCLA? Had they, they had their bowl oh, game man. canceled. I've gotta, we've got to talk about that because I want to give a little bit of a lashing to our own beloved Bruins because they really fucked this one up. Sorry. They did. I hate to do that, but they fucked it. Um, For our large little kids out there, that's uh, the the word not to repeat. Kids who were all excited for a big, big fun game to find out, you know, what was it? An hour or two before kickoff? Yeah. No game happening. Um, That's not okay. Everyone out there. That's not okay. I don't care if you're the Bruins or who you are. You don't no, do it's that up. to the other team. Um, that, I mean, and to top it all off, they, uh, it was entirely preventable. Yeah, they could have They could have notified the other team the uh, day before. They could have got another team out there to play them. That's what happened in the other bowl game. Two teams bagged off, and then they said, you know what, we – Neither one of us has an opponent. Let's us play. Exactly. That's thinking in 2021. Slaps on the wrist for UCLA. They've been fucking up big time. They also did this with Alabama State in basketball. They 
they called the game off when people were already in the arena. Jesus. So, um, if, now, well, let, yeah. Let me ask you, you guys a, a question. An event you, that's been canceled. Sorry, Kat. You're, you're both uh, alumni, right, of UCLA? I am not. Oh, you're I, not. That's I've, right. You I'm an right. adopted. I, I've adopted them as my college team. Gotcha. Dave yeah. attended more UCLA parties than the average graduate. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Thank you, Ross, well, that, for that. So that's an honorary degree. Yeah. Um, so – you get a bottle on the shelf with your name on it. Um, Amen. So the my question to to you guys is: Is this a issue of Los Angeles and COVID, or is it team protocol? What's going on there at yes. the school that is causing this to happen? There's I a think, lot of COVID going around. I think that it's a combination. I think it's a you know it's just it's happening everywhere. But I think B, it's just sitting in their room and saying, I want to make sure I'm okay because I want to play right. the game. You know, they're, they're probably back. They're probably masked up, but it's just, it's so contagious out there that that's, that's not enough. There's yeah. and, and living in Los Angeles, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of things to do. Um, I've, I've heard from people that I know that the people right. that got it were <laughs> recent times were from holiday parties. So right. um, it, uh, you know, I think it's lame and I don't know what to do because when my team does something shitty, I feel like I have to, you know, be fair and call them out on it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what exactly to do about it. So, well, you know, leave, I mean, leave some ideas in the comments maybe or something. So, okay, here's a little something to look at, right? And I'm sorry to keep using UCLA as the example, but this is the team that I follow. So UCLA's um, last game that they played so so far was a month ago um, against Colorado in a Pac-12 uh, contest. They they won. Their next game against Washington was actually canceled due to Washington's um, Washington's COVID issues, and UCLA was given a, a forfeit win. Okay, because right. Washington couldn't field a team, so. And then UCLA has two non-conference games canceled against Alabama State and Cal Poly. So those don't really matter because it's not in the conference. But then UCLA comes down with, with COVID and they've got games against Arizona and Arizona State that they're going to have to forfeit because UCLA has COVID issues. But then... The Pac-12 steps in and says, no, 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 it's not a forfeit anymore. It's just postponed because they don't want like a powerhouse team like UCLA or Arizona or or um, UCLA, Arizona or USC to take these forfeits. So they're like, we're going to change the rules midseason. Now, if you now you can postpone, you don't take an automatic forfeit for not being ready to play. So they've actually kind of moved the. They've moved the goalposts, so to speak, to favor the big teams, UCLA being one of them. And now UCLA are going to be allowed to make up these games that they've had to cancel where they were earlier telling Washington, well, you can't play. That's a forfeit. So Pac-12, you know, I know there's been a hell of a lot more postponements than they were ever expecting, but UCLA is actually getting a break on these games. Corruption. Corruption at the very top, I say. Or maybe they just know that it's, you know, big TV money to watch UCLA play Arizona, two top 10 teams. So they're like, well, w let's actually have these games happen rather than just call it off because yeah. that's good TV, good TV money. Well, they should at least retroactively away the forfeit from Washington then. They that's have. The they have. They have. Oh, they did? They took that away. So, yeah, now Washington don't have that loss. They've they've changed the rule retroactively. Well, that's a little better. That's, I mean, it's not, it's a little better. Um, not much better, but at <laughs> least that's, that's, you know, I just, I don't like the regents out there fucking making their own rules and doing this kind of thing. You know me, I, I have a problem with that. Yeah. You're the more regents. of a, na you're a national guy. You want the, I'm kind of like a, Hey, let's put, you know, fine. I don't care if you got to get, you know, the intramural squad in there, throw some jerseys on them and let them play, <laughs> you know, let's do this. Life's exactly. too short, man. You know, 
We were I supposed could... to go to one of those games. That I got know. We were I wanted to, to go Poly. to Westwood and have a nice night. I know. I was getting so sad about missing out on my beloved Bruins that Wendy and I actually just drove over to Westwood and just walked around. We went we went into Oz. We went oh, into Stratton's, which is now a Barney's Beanery. Like, um, you know, the, the vibe was there. The, 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 the vibe was there. Even on winter break, the vibe was there. Like, I, yeah. I love Westwood. So. Westwood's great. No, I agree. Maybe I should take a little trip out there. Take a trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the campus, is, the campus is the uh, campus is pretty well locked up for uh, for the holidays. But um, yeah, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back. OK, so right. enough well, about UCLA. Be. I know everybody's dying for our little um, wraparound. Please, um, please have one more tip or TV show you're you're advising or one little uh, tidbit. Um, I'll go first. Um, England have lost the ashes they lost the third test in uh, tragic style. They they showed a little bit of fight against Australia and then just completely capitulated um, as they've been doing all throughout this tour of Australia. There's two more tests to go, but they're completely dead rubbers. So um, watch them if you must, but uh, they don't mean anything because Australia have retained the ashes. And secondly, um, I watched episode one of the Boba Fett show and it was pretty good. I like uh, I like another bit of kind of Mandalorian spinoff show on Disney Plus. So uh, I, I recommend episode one of uh, the Boba Fett show. Uh, who wants to go next? That that's exciting, Kev. Kev, would you? Like yeah. To go I, next? So I I watched on Netflix, um, Paolo Sorrentino's new film Hand of God, hmm. which. Uh, comes from maradona from the the because he grew up in naples and it's a coming of age story in naples and it kind of revolves around maradona coming to the the, the team ah. there. uh but it's also I think I've his, seen this his real life it just came out in october so i don't know if you've seen oh okay this. might have seen it's, a different maradona one yeah so this is the the director who did the grande bellezza that you may have seen won an academy award um and this film, Hand the God, is up for uh, best doc, best foreign film. Uh, it's in that, that category. But nice, uh, interesting. You know, people have different thoughts about different things. I found I found it interesting on many different levels. Um, worth to check out. I think it's still on Netflix uh, for a limited time. I know that it was just up there for a certain period of time, and then they're going to pull it. There's two movies on Netflix called Hand of God. This one's by Paolo um, Sorrentino. Uh, okay, there we go. Through the eyes of Sorrentino, got it. No, okay. that's the through the eyes is probably a that's a documentary about the movie. Yeah, that's okay. following him around Naples afterwards. Right. I, I watched yeah. that too, Kev. I, oh, I, you I, saw... I'd love to hear what you have to say. Did you like the movie? You know, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it's it's a little. Um, it does. There's some disconnects to parts of it that kind of don't make a little sense story wise. But it is his kind of based on his real life his his parents died when he was uh 16 i think and um and he touches on that and there's some really moving moments uh, there's a bit of everything in there which is kind of you know there's a bit of fellini a bit of other type of films in there so yeah very uh, much it, a creative uh night out at the movies lots it, to uh and yeah, it's really stunning you know exactly great, a lot of different yeah. avenues and it goes down certain roads and then it doesn't ever again so you know you've got like the uh, some scenes that are very um not to give anything away but with the little monk from naples mm. and um and then you've other ones are just like kind of general italian family you know like insults within the family about everyone and all that stuff um so I found it, uh, I enjoyed it. Let's just put it that way. But it's, it's definitely a, a, a conversation starter as well. So Nice. Um, before That's I let good. you go, Dave, uh, um, Kevin, have you and Barbara watched uh, the Azuri documentary on Netflix, The Road to Wembley, the, the hour-long Rye TV no. documentary about the Italian? It's like, it's created by Rye TV. It's obviously like, um, it's the tale of this summer's Euros from the Italian camp. And uh, it's all these behind the scenes training, training videos, like slice of life. I mean, Lorenzo Insigne is just 
so funny. He's like, he's like playing pranks on people. He's like scaring Chiro Immobile. It, it's like they're they're playing Napolitan songs and the, the whole team's like partying on the bus. Um, it's like an adorable hour long look in of the Italian team's uh, summer summer road to the Corny. European Championships. I'll have, to on, take, I'll have to watch that. Sounds yeah, really cool. and it's such an Italian production. It's like sweet. It's emotional. It's like you know. It's like they ju they just give it. You know, I, for anyone who loves Italy or um, can kind of has 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 been over there a bit, you'll just be like, this is the right way to do a a team like, you know, victory DVD because mm. it's just like you you just love the players and their camaraderie afterwards, and they it's like just way more sensitive because it's Italian. Anyway. Yeah. Dave, and the coach turn. pep talks. Oh, oh I add on top of that. The coach's pep talks are I so know. legendary. He's so good. What do you say to them? What do you say <laughs> to these, the greatest Italian footballers in the world? He knows what to say. Yeah. It's oh, a fantastic I love, night. I love Mancini's um, pep talks, like his like pregame talks with the little, with the little, um, you know, notepad um, of the soccer. And like, and you can also, honestly, this was the most brilliant thing. Um, when he's reading out the lineup um, for the first game, he's using everyone's last names. He's he's like saying like Di Lorenzo, uh, Spinazzola. Um, you know, he's like he's kind of more formal. And by the final, when he's reading out the lineup, he's using nicknames. He's using first names. <laughs> like the team the camaraderie that grows through this team was just incredible and i know i'm biased i always root for italy but um it's a wonderful little hour-long tale of this great team it really so was check it out Agreed. dave i think you told me about this right i did i watched it it somehow found me and i watched it and it was such a wonderful oh, hour it was so of sweet. my life yeah so, Where, um, where's it on is it netflix oh no oh it isn't okay great it's um great. it's called azuri road to wembley all right, Dave, your turn to bust out a wreck. I'll throw a quick one in there. Uh, you know, since we're talking movies and whatnot, uh, I, I caught the new uh, Paul Thomas Anderson film, uh, Licorice Pizza, uh, down at the Alamo Draft House uh, downtown. Um, we had a great night. The, the, I got myself a pizza, a couple of sour beers. The bottomless popcorn. It was delicious. Um, the movie... It was not my favorite movie of all time, but I've gotten to a place now in life where I just love that people are doing stuff. Yep. He, he, he showed you a slice of life from his point of view. It's got cameos from Tom Waits, uh, Sean Penn, um, and uh, John C. Riley as a hilarious one-line cameo as um, Herman Munster. It is really a, a fun night out, but, you know, overall not like oh you have to see this movie but um you're from southern california and you you know from yeah. the 70s it's kind of a it's kind of a must see yeah after watching the master and phantom thread and all of these like insane like crazy ass period pieces uh, i'm happy to i mean i know this is a period piece in a sense as well but i'm i'm happy to see him reengaging with his his california 70s uh, upbringing yeah, they definitely hit the nail on the head with the, you know, San Fernando Valley in the 70s, kind of just how life was then. And uh, it was great. So check it out if you can. And go to the Alamo Draft House because there's no better place to see a movie. Talk about social distancing. Those seats are huge. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're just, you're ordering, like, in the middle of the movie, I was like, you know what, I could, I could really go for uh, a this. And then you just put your paper up and they just come by and grab it. it yeah. It's really great. Chicken tenders, man. <laughs> Fried pickle. So that's my that's my whip around. There's, so I'll tell you guys a funny story. Um, there's these kids that there's these teenagers that live in our apartment complex, and the, they were outside of our front window. They didn't know that Wendy and I could hear them. They were they were like walking their dogs, and one of the little girls, or I think she's probably twelve or thirteen. She's pointing up at our window at our cats. And she's like, these cats freak me out, man. This one, 
this one never blinks. She's like, she's like a witch. Uh, and this one, the other one's cuter, but this one freaks me that freaks me out. And Wendy and I are just in our, in our bedroom overhearing all this laughing and these, these teenagers talking about how these cats freak them out. I'm like poor Pepe and Rita. Like they just want to see something out there. They're not, they don't mean to scare you. They're just, they're just curious. Next time go out there, engage. <laughs> but know. they, but they do have a jar with souls inside of it, don't they? I know they are. Rita does not blink, so she <laughs> she actually is scary, and she looks like a one of those Halloween cats with the like high arched back. Like, right. you know, Rita can definitely put some scary on. So I kind of understand where this girl was coming from. That Rita is scary. Well, on that note, <laughs> have a great New Year's Eve. Yeah. By yeah. yourselves, whatever you're doing. Be safe. Have fun. Yeah. Drink a little if that's get your bag. You, get your Dick Clark on. Yeah. Excuse you. Get your Dick Clark <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, this has been great. Um, we won't have an intro from Wendy this week. Um, Unfortunately. Because she fantastic. is already headed out of town. So uh, you'll hear a boring old intro from me. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening this far into the podcast. And we will see you in 2022. All right. Love you. Take care, everyone. Bye, Dave. Bye, Kev. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, bye. So baseball.